Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 34. I'm your host, Wax, as always, with co-host Ads. Alas, Keith had to take a sick day again today, so we'll be missing him. We were going to do a lot of uh, food talk because he always comes hot with uh, some opinions on food, which I find to be controversial yet interesting. So it'll just be me and Ads today. Ads, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm in a literal closet to record this pod, so if I sound a bit different, that's the reason. Um, yeah, like we've been doing a lot of uh, construction at my place, so that's why I'm I'm in a closet. So if you guys hear gunshots, they're not actual gunshots; they're just nails being shot into what I hope to be wood, maybe bones of human beings. I don't know. No, I mean it, it's uh it's because you've you're disposing of bodies and you need to hide them behind like wooden boards, right? Yeah, yeah, that and the um, massive amount of cocaine. Right. What else does one use a nail gun for? Like, who who uses a nail gun besides besides criminals? Yeah. Then I've yet to find somebody with a legitimate reason to use a nail gun. Is this connected to last week? You were doing the laundry room again. Now this is like turned into a larger house project. What happened? So yeah, we're fixing up the laundry, and now we've decided to break down the laundry walls and make this project a lot bigger than it had to be. So it's a continuation of that. But but things have been going very, very slowly because obviously we're in lockdown. So it takes a while to get things, get people. You've got to spread out the people. Like you can't have multiple people at like the same time, that kind of things. What is this? Is this just like it, it turned from like let's expand the laundry room into let's remodel the entire house? It's just snowballing out of control? Mm, it's not that. But the thing is, it's like the laundry room is connected to the living room. Which is connected. We we're now having like a, an internal gas heater being put in, like one of those fancy fireplace, fake fireplaces. I think I don't actually know what it's going to look like. I have no clue, but that's what I think it's going to be. So yeah, so it's it's quite a big plan. And now I'm I'm in charge of um making sure the TV is in the right location. We got a sound bar. I've never had a sound bar before. Keen to see whether it's worth it or not. So yeah excited but also i just hate change so house is in a mess right uh as we alluded to last week is, is this your dad just uh just conscripting everyone in the house because he wants he's bored of the house and he wants change no my dad has no say in anything this is entirely my oh. mom oh okay mom's definitely the dad like the the leader of the household for sure okay so so your mom wanted to do this she wanted, She gave the order. Now your dad has to be the middle manager, and he's tormenting you. You guys who have to do the work. Yes, exactly. Well, I've okay. I got out of doing any work yesterday because I had my vax. Mm-hmm. So, so I was ah. I'd, I I had a sore shoulder, but I pretended to have a much mm-hmm. a much sorer shoulder than I actually had. Mm-hmm. You know, which I, I, yeah, it it was pretty sore in the morning. To be to be fair, I think I slept on it. After about a couple of hours, it got a lot better. So I, I barely feel it now. That's All good. right. Well, my con- my condolences, Ads, being conscripted for family projects you don't care about. Uh, alas. That, not, now I can see why you, why you desperately wanted to go to Japan. Anyway, next topic. First, well, first topic of the day. So it was 4th of July this week. Congratulations to the United States. And congratulations to me by proxy, I think. Ads, uh... Check my Amerocentric point of view. Does anyone care that it was Fourth of July? Did you even notice, or, or would you not have noticed if not for Twitter and such? Um, no, no. In Australia, nobody cares. Like, it's not. I don't think there are any big holidays that aren't like religion focused that are like recognized in Australia. The only reason, again, I knew about it was because of Twitter and the, and the such. And I must say, the uh, Tyler one. No, what's an the annual Tyler One Fourth of July stream, which was sadly missing his brother this year, which made it a lot less fun. But that was my big introduction into Fourth of July culture. Was Tyler One streaming ah. on Fourth of July and doing um, uh, what I can only assume is the typical American activities for Fourth of July. So, so what was he doing, by the way? So, so this is an internet streamer basically taking advantage of Fourth of July. And Tyler One, I guess, if you don't know, he's like a he's a caricature of himself, right? He's like a ridiculously yeah. macho man who do, who does dumbass like throw things, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, the thing is, I guess one thing that's missing from his, what I assume would be part of a 4th of July thing, would be like drinking alcohol, like drinking beer. He's like very, right. very against drinking alcohol, so. Oh, um, that's just his shtick. Okay, yeah, not, that's, that's not like a regulation of the stream. That's just him no, no. deciding not to do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so what, um, did, what did he do? Normally, he does like activities with his brother, like challenges and kind of stuff. And they have a barbecue outside. Like it's an outdoor stream. Usually it's mm. on like the patio of his um of his house. I don't know what it, it's not. A, the meme is it's a trailer park. Like it's a trailer. But I don't actually know what the exact situation is. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. I know that. And they do like challenges and then it, they cook like sausages or whatever. You know, they eat. And then at the end, they obviously have the 4th of July fireworks, which are super scuffed. That They were super scuffed. They were actually pretty decent this year. He must have put some effort into them. But yeah, that's that's usually what happens. And he plays football. Okay. That sounds like about exactly right. Basically, it's just the holiday where people get together and uh, they... And if you're out, I mean, it definitely changes if you don't, if you don't, you don't have access to outdoor space, but typically if people do have access to like an outdoor space, like a yard, they'll just grill stuff and it'll be the simple grilling. It won't be like complicated grilling. It's like hot dogs, hamburgers. And then after, while you're grilling, you have some beers and after you're done, yeah, p- playing backyard football, I guess would be the most typical one, but it could be any kind of like yard activity, I suppose. So, so I, I would say they got it pretty much right. Yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. Stereotypically, right. But then again, I do you have a holiday like that? I feel like the activities I, I listed are, are pretty like simple things. They're like things you might just do on like a, on a random weekend. Yeah, yeah, they're not like special other than the fireworks thing. Like I, I'm gonna say like my stereotypical that I will say like the Amer- one of the American stereotypes of Australia would be like oh Australians just do that every weekend to replace the football with like whatever the fuck Australians play. Usually cricket. Oh really? Yeah, backyard cricket's massive. Especially in the in the summer months, I got a lot of questions about that. Well, not a lot. I got a few, but first, so the foods are pretty much the same. Like just having burgers and hot dogs, that would be like just normal. There's like nothing like look. There's nothing uh peculiar about that. Yeah, depending on the family, you might have like a more pe- a penchant towards fish or something like that. But yeah, hot dogs and Ooh, no burgers fish. or whatever. Fish is very un-American. Not not it's not officially un-American, but like just my psychology just rejects it. Well, prawns prawns are quite popular Wait, what's a prawn oh, I, I know what a prawn is but i think this is one this might be one of those things where like aussie english and american english differ on what they call a prawn what you would call a shrimp okay okay shrimp that, that's oh, like shrimp, a famous oh, but, shrimp, on, oh, a shrimp a on the barbie Gosh. that's the funny part right they they <laughs> no yeah. one calls them shrimp in australia they just call them shrimp because they wanted to market towards americans and if they said prawns they didn't think americans would know what it meant but that's actually a thing. It, so, but they were they were still they were correct in that Australian people do grill shrimp. Uh, they do they do grill shrimp, and it's popular. You're saying, yes. So that's factually correct. Yeah, yeah. And you, like you put them on like a skewer or something like that, like a kebab. Uh, yeah, you could do skewered meat stuff like that. Okay, it, it depends. Like the thing with burgers and sausages is just so easy to do, right? Like they're the least effort things. Yeah, who wants to peel shrimp? And it's easy to like feed a lot of people with that kind of stuff. So that's mm-hmm. why it's kind of. And then you have like a salad. Then you'd have like coleslaw. I fucking hate coleslaw, but we've already gone over. <laughs> my yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So this this sounds like pretty much like almost exact. So like American Fourth of July is just like a regular weekend in Australia. My mine is the fireworks. Yeah, weekend on in the summer. Although, are, are like, uh, illegal fireworks big there? Or is that not, um, not a thing? Only at certain times. There there are some states that haven't made fireworks illegal. Mm-hmm. So, usually the way... I think, AC, like, Canberra was the closest to Sydney, which is still, mm-hmm. like, a four-hour drive. Um, and usually somebody will get some access to them around, say, uh, New Year's Eve. But again, oh, again, okay. That kind of stuff is only really popular in my area because we kind of fucking get it. <laughs> but mm. <laughs> outside of my area, I don't think it's that popular. But usually there'll be like small fireworks from like local councils kind of thing. For okay, like okay. News. All right. So TLDR, everything's the same all around the world. Yep, pretty much. Nothing ever changes. Culture is a man-made modern construct. Something, something. I don't know. 
yeah, so yeah. I got I gotta ask you about the cricket. How do you play backyard cricket? Because like I understand the rules of cricket very basically. So you, do you just like have like the wickets? Do people just have wickets laying around and the things? What do you call the things on top of the wickets? The bales. Yeah, like do people just have those? Okay, they, so, so there's like... two, there's three options, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. First, if you're if your family are like a big cricketing family, you will have yeah. like metal uh, wickets that you just have mm. at in your backyard somewhere. That's what I have. A perma- like permanent. They're just all. They're, they're not in the up. ground. Always... They're not in the ground. They're, they're just like poor oh, ones no. that you can like. Oh, they're, just okay, ma- okay. they're just made out of metal, and you can just drag them around. But they don't have veils on them. Um, okay. The second thing you can do is: Do you guys know what milk crates are? Because this have milk crates yeah. randomly yeah, in yeah. the house that you just we just use to sit on. Oh yeah, I just no, have no, that. I, I, just I, have a cup. I yeah, I, I used the milk crate the, like, the other day to do some like actual home improvement work. Okay, so this, this isn't an Australian yeah. thing, right? Right. Again, yeah. Yeah. culture is a construct. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we have that, and then we also have. So you can what you do? Wait, is you wait. Just put, you just put two milk crates yeah. on top of each other, and that's the wicket. Uh-huh. Okay? Oh, okay. And depending how big, but, but that's how huge. Big your garage is. That's yeah, it is huge. Big. It is big. Yeah. 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 It, but who cares? Fucking better. That'll be better. Um, depending on how big your house is, you might have, like. Oh, I, I, sorry, sorry. Is. Before you get to the, before you get to the third option, we should explain to people who don't give a shit about cricket how, how cricket is. Crickets. Mm-hmm. This is this is going to be the extremely short explanation of cricket compared to baseball, because it's incredibly complicated to explain it like in a in detail. But basically, you don't get you get out because the pitcher, the guy who throws the ball, he throws at you, and he's trying to hit this post behind you. Basically, he's trying to hit this these narrow posts behind you, and it's your job as a hitter to hit the ball or like block it so that that you don't hit, hit the ball with the the bat so it doesn't hit the post. Yeah. If you and, hit post it hits, you're out. If you yep. block it with your body, you're also out. You have to, you have to block it with your uh, the bat, the yeah. whatever it's called, right? Yeah. That's my my very very uh, hackneyed, fast explanation for Americans who don't know how the what what a the fuck a wicket is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Is and then yeah. the third option, the most scuffed option, is you just yeah. use your 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 wheelie bin, the, the red wheelie, wheelie bin. bin. You what know the, the, the wheelie bin. It's the ones you take to the curb. Oh, the, the trash, trash. Yeah, trash. The tra- the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bins. But like, I didn't want to say oh, yeah. trash can because like trash can gives yeah. a different connotation. Yeah, All that's right. the third option. You use that. All right. That's so so my to my analysis is that because bowling or bowling, the, the act of throwing is so much, is so fucking hard and the average person is so fucking bad at it. It's actually, you need these things to be gigantic for for them to, for this to be playable. Yes. Is that how it works? Yes. People are really <laughs> bad like, at bowling. Yes. I mean, people are bad at bowling in professional cricket, too. But so, yeah. like, well, actually, so, so, so let me also explain to the Americans or people who don't follow cricket. In cricket, you can bounce the ball once off the ground. You, so yeah. you, you have to actually, you, you can't throw it in a straight line. You must bounce it once off the ground. And the guys, they're very, very good at it and they know how to use the uh, physics of the ball. So basically, they'll throw it in a way where it bounces and it curves around the guy who's hitting and it hits the, uh, it hits the wicket. Yeah. So the wicket is actually like incredibly tiny in professional level because like these guys can hit it very reliably, but like if you're a regular person, there's like no fucking chance you'll, you'll hit this thing that's like six inches wide. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one thing we did. Um, but yeah, what was the topic again? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So like, how, how, uh, it was like, how do people like how is backyard cricket played? Because it seems like such a complicated thing to play. Because like I wouldn't say people play backyard baseball and people play backyard football because. The rules are like obviously football has like very very hard rules, but they're they're easily re- it's easier to reduce them to simplify them to be able to play backyard base uh, football. So yeah. how do you simplify the rules to play backyard cricket? Because it seems like inherently a very complicated game to play. Well, first off, you have something you have an auto wicket keeper. Okay, which means um, tell us that a, a wicket keeper is the guy who stands behind the guy with the bat uh, and catches the ball oh. so that he doesn't just run off. And if the guy with yeah. the bat nicks the ball and it goes back, then the wicketkeeper okay. catches it, that person is out. Okay, so, all right. So you have an auto wicketkeeper, meaning if you nick the ball and it goes behind you, you're automatically out. Oh, oh, um, this, oh this is the this is the ghost runner from baseball when you're playing with with your friends and you're like, you know what? We can't find like eleven of our friends to play, like nine of our friends to play. So we're just gonna pretend there's like a ghost runner on base. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, you don't know you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about, but but, but yes, we you play with ghosts in baseball when you when you're shorthanded. Yeah, uh, the the other thing is if you hit it over the fence, if you hit the ball mm-hmm. over the fence, 
over your backyard fence. That's six and out. Yes. So you're automatically out. And the other so thing out. is, yeah, you're out. Oh, so, so, six so and you, out. You, but you get the six. You get the points. Yeah, though. You get the points, and you're out. Um, okay. And then the the other thing is, um, the last thing is, you, it's auto run. So if you hit the ball, you have to run. Whereas in normal cricket, okay. if you hit the ball, you don't have to run. Okay. So it like so, swings so you... the, swings it in favor of the right. fielders. Right, because otherwise you'd never get out because no one can you fucking hit block. the no one can yeah. fucking hit the wicket because people suck. Yeah, okay, that yeah. makes that makes sense. So yeah, that's those those are the basic changes from normal cricket, beyond you know like just having a much smaller field. Okay, okay. Uh, do people try to spin ball in casual backyard cricket and fail miserably? I do, I do. I I spin ball in casual backyard cricket. Really? Does it work? <laughs> well, first off, it, it depends because if you're using a normal tennis ball. It's extremely difficult mm-hmm. to spin a normal tennis ball simply because it's too light. The other thing is yeah. if you're bowling on grass, the bounce is inconsistent. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're using a proper cricket ball, even like the, the um, rubber cricket balls, you can get some yeah. reliable spin. And people in general really suck against spin. Like they just don't know how to take into account spin. So spin is if you can spin reliably in backyard cricket, uh, mm-hmm. let's just say you're at an extreme advantage over the average uh, right. Backyard cricket battle. Right. Basically, basically, you're saying you're you're good at back. At I'm a tryhard. I'm a tryhard. I'm a tryhard. <laughs> Dude, I hate losing right. in anything, especially backyard okay. cricket. Yeah, you, you you don't seem to hate losing when you're playing ARAM stacks, but whatever. That's that's a story for another day. <laughs> story for when we finally <laughs> right. get uh. All right. Did did, did, did um. Sorry. Did we ever get? Who have we not gotten on the pod? Oh, uh, anyone did we European? Z- well, did we we get Zess on the pod? Yeah, we did. We did. Why don't yeah, I don't remember Zess's episode at all. Uh, look, look, I don't remember half our episodes either, so I don't blame you. No, so I, I, I'm just saying we did. <laughs> yeah. okay. I can't recall right. a single event from the Zess. I, anyways, I'll, I'll go back and listen to it. And, and anyway, I, I I could actually do an entire thing on backyard cricket just just because like I like cricket, but but I feel like it's a topic that people don't, don't give a shit about. So. Yeah. Then again, this this podcast is very self indulgent, so there there's no guarantee that in the future that we won't have a all cricket episode. But but moving on, so the other thing about Fourth of July, you said that I guess has it's not a tradition, but it's become a tradition somehow. Is the uh, well, there's a lot of traditions. You know, there's a lot of like oh, there's always some kind of broadcast. There's always some kind of big fireworks show, show sponsored by the corporations. There's all, you know there's a bunch of things. One of the things that's become a new tradition in the last decade, couple of decades is the professional eating contest held at Coney Island by Nathan's famous hot dog company. And, uh, you know, that's the one, the hot dog one is the one everyone knows. It's the one that Kobayashi, the Japanese dude, used to own. And now it's now it's dominated by the American Joy Chestnuts, who has won, I think, like 14 years straight or something like that. And he's eaten, what is it? Like, I think like 74 hot dogs. I think that that's what his record is. He keeps bringing his own record. So that's become a new tradition. Uh, new tradition. So, uh, so does that make the news? Like maybe like you know like Fourth of July itself doesn't make the news, but maybe like the local news anchor on the five o'clock news says, and and there's like a ten second segment where it's like, oh, and in another news, Joey Chestnut beat the world's hot dog eating record, seventy four. I don't um watch the news, so oh, okay, I don't know okay. about that, but I, I found out about that lemonade challenge on Twitter because oh well, lemonade uh, challenge another thing. Yeah, yeah, well, well so, the the hot dog cha- I always knew the hot dog challenge existed. I don't know where yeah, I found that's older. About it. Yeah, yeah, that's older. But I've never known about the um, lemonade one. Yeah, well, the hot dog one's been around. That's been that's been in the news for a while. But I guess there's an I I learned about the lemonade one also like uh like like this year. So there's a challenge where well, could you describe it? Well, essentially, you have a gallon of lemonade, and I don't know what a gallon is, so I'm not going to try and transcribe like, that into liters. It's like three point five liters. What the fuck? That's a lot 3. of lemonade. 7. 3.7, 3.7. When my diet's finished, I'm going to mm-hmm. challenge myself to this lemonade okay. challenge. Um, so, yeah, 3.7 liters. That's fucking insane. Okay, that was more than I expected, honestly. I expected, like, two, two and a half. Uh, yeah, you chug a gallon of lemonade, and you see how quick you can do that. Uh, that's pretty much it. And this year's winner, uh, this guy, yeah. So, I also love the fact that in competitive eating, these guys, they just all have, to, not all of them, but they all have, but they tend to have nicknames. Like, I don't think Joey Chestnut is this guy's, is this guy's real name, right? Joey Chestnut. Like, maybe it is. 
Maybe it is. Could be possible. Never mind. Joey Chestnut is a real name. I'm sorry. I was wrong about that one. He did. So, but uh, this guy is called Badlands Booker. So if that's his actual <laughs> name too, then, then I'm gonna be like, I'll, I'll feel dumb. Okay, his name is Eric Booker. Okay, but he does have like a he does he's he's competitive name. But yeah, nice. it's this giant dude. He makes it. He's a so the winner is Badlands Booker, an enormous human being. He makes this gallon jug look like nothing, and is he's holding it with like one hand like it's nothing because he's an enormous human. He must be like six eight or something. Six eight three fifty pounds. Something ridiculous. And he tugs it in thirty seven seconds. So, uh, so what happened on Tyler One stream? Did, did, did him and his brother try to imitate this feat? What happened? No, him and his girlfriend tried to imitate okay. this very badly. It took them like minutes. Minutes. Yeah, so they I, actually I, they, they committed to they committed to doing the gallon. Well, again, I don't know if it was a gallon of lemonade. I don't know what the exact size of it was. It, it was mm-hmm. like probably I think it was more. It looked more like two liters. They're not a full okay. gallon. But Tyler One finished it. I don't think his girlfriend finished it. Um, but yeah, and he felt like garbage after, which I assume would have to happen. You would how long to take him? How, how many minutes to take him? Took him a couple of minutes, like definitely. Like, he took breaks. He didn't go for the whole. Okay. I assume this guy did it in one chug. No, no, no. He put it down once. Oh, he did. He put it down once. Was <laughs> from, amateur. From what, I can, from what I can see in this video, he took it. He does. He does it in three chugs. Three. Ch- Bro, I could. I, I reckon I could take him. Well, I mean, it's a difference. It's a difference between holding it. Up. You could like you know keep holding it up and not not you know not swallow, and that would be the you know that's still like is that one chug? That's what one what, chug what constitutes? What constitutes as like a? Could, as like, soon as you, you swallow, take a, yeah. As soon you as you swallow, that's a chug. That's a chug. No, no, no. yeah. Like as soon as you swallow and you stop, that's like mm-hmm. you got to think of beer challenges, right? When they say chug, yeah, they don't mean. Chug, chug, swallow, and then just hold it in your mouth for thirty seconds while you recover. Yeah, yeah, but 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 no, you also it's not all, it's not just one swallow. You're like you know you're like doing multiple like throat actions when yeah. you're chugging a beer. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like it, there's a, there's a little arbitrary line there. Like sometimes when I'm doing like a beer chug too, I might take like you know one and a half seconds to like gather myself and, and continue the chug. Like, and, and, I'm, and I'm still holding the beer up, and it's still like you know, on my, the glass is still on my mouth. Like, would you say that that's not a not a chug? I don't know. Yeah, I, I see. The thing is, I, I found my weakness in this challenge. It's my sensitive mm-hmm. teeth. Oh, uh, that's true. So I, I'm thinking like, now. Wait, are you sensitive to heat? To are you sensitive to cold or sweet? Okay. Cold. Some people Maybe are a bit of sweet. sweet. A bit sweet. All right. That's if you have like right. you... cavities, right? Yeah, so you, you need room temperature lemonade to do this challenge, basically. You're then I'm thinking, is it more difficult to drink room temperature lemonade? Is that a disadvantage? Is um, What I'm trying to say is, has this lemonade challenge been thought out so much that not only is the lemonade, cons- like, amount of lemonade, like, if you're thinking scientifically, not only does the lemonade amount need to be the same, but you got to think of the pulp. Pulp, I hate pulp. Mm-hmm. Pulp makes it more difficult, in my opinion, right? So if I'm having no pulp lemonade, I'm at an advantage to someone who's having pulp lemonade, right? Definitely. And then I'm thinking, how much does cold versus, uh, like, room temperature or even warm lemonade? How much of it? This, well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, is anybody ensuring that all of these lemonades are identical in both temperature, pulp versus no pulp, amount? Oh, for sure. So many variables. Oh, no, 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 for sure, for sure. Like, I, I, there are, there are hundred percent. Lemonade is the easiest to ensure everything's the same. There's there's no variance in the amount of lemonade. Like for the hot dog eating contest, like one hot dog probably weighs like a, like a half a gram more than another one. But I feel like for the lemonading contest, this is the one that's the most uniform. It, it's pretty easy to give everyone the same lemonade. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I, watching this video, I was wondering if, like what my time would be. I, I wasn't like uh, I didn't go out and try it. But when there's like one gallon in thirty seven seconds, I my mind couldn't parse whether that's like fast or not. It's like is is that fast? You could do it or with is water that like... and have a rough idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's fast because this guy is the best in the world at it. But like, I just imagine that humans could drink faster for some reason. In my mind, like I thought, oh, you know, human beings, it's just water. Like I I just thought it'd be much easier for some reason. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I don't have a bottle that's three point seven liters though. Yeah, I have a. Uh... I have like a Coke bottle right now. That's like that's like half a liter. Well, the thing yeah. is also, so, so 
the thing for this contest is that they also give you like a giant jar with a huge open rim so the airflow doesn't stop you because you know with any fluid drinking contest as you all know like the airflow is often the limiter right yeah right it's it's like you, you uh what, what what do you what have you chugged before like out, out of a pint glass or of a beer can what's what's your pre- preferred chugging vessel hmm i never thought about it in this much depth there is a science pint to gla- chug because the pint glass is much easier because you can control the, yeah because because well, the because the airflow is basically uh the art of p- chugging up from a pint is you leave a, an air gap between your your upper lip and and the liquid so there's like a vent so you you're not you're not stopped by like the airflow you, you don't yeah, like yeah, you know, makes sense. A, makes sense yeah you, yeah you don't make a seal you, you you have an air gap so like the water can keep flowing without impediment and you can't do that when you're chugging from like a beer can because like the the water does the thing you know it like it it, it uh, what, what what do you call it it goes through cycles because it has to like stop the air in then it has the water comes out and it's like it stops the flow i don't know what you call yeah. this there's probably an engineering like term for these fluid dynamics but you know what i mean yeah yeah i get what you mean okay so yeah, yeah. so they did they gave me an advantage over that so we do need to open yeah jars or you to really do, scientifically yeah. get this Right, you need this, you need like a vessel that that makes sure that air flow and like and like fluid dynamics are not an impediment to to the chugging, basically. Yeah. Although I feel like I feel like that only really matters with the first half, and the second half of the chug is just basically just your stomach trying to like just dying, and yeah. and you're you're just yeah, that's probably the the difficult part later. Well, well, the thing is, right? Like, isn't any food challenge you essentially fighting your brain like to stay ahead of your brain? In terms mm-hmm. of not realizing that you're full, so that's how I uh, the mechanics of a food challenge. So, so my understanding was that there, there's like nothing, there's no talent to it. It's literally just were you born the naturally big stomach? <laughs> that that's that was my understanding of it. It's like were you genetically predisposed to have an enormous elastic stomach? And there's like so I I've, I know you can train it, you can train like and you and what food uh, professional eaters do is that they they actually drink. They actually chug water to trade, from what I heard, because like that's the way you can expand your stomach. So they do right. that, but ultimately, like like your limit is what you were inherently given. Like some people have small stomachs. It's like you you watch those uh food YouTube's right, where yeah, yeah. where there's like a, there's a Japanese girl, the little tiny, tiny girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, that's a lot yeah, of yeah, and she doesn't eat fast, so her talent is eating fast, but she's born with an insanely elastic stomach, I guess, insanely large stomach, which yeah. lets her eat insane amounts. And that's not something she trains. She's always able to do that. She just, and so in, in a sense, like competitive eating is like, I mean, it's com- anything's competition, you want to make it a competition, but it's not particularly an interesting competition in the sense that uh, the heart... I don't well, you know. I, I don't want to like shit on the, the the world of competitive eaters. Who knows? Maybe I'm just an ignoramus who's uh, taking this sport for granted. But it does seem that it's something that's that's decided by talent more than hard work. So what you're trying to say is hard work. So so somebody like me or you has no yeah. future in the competitive eating. What, hang on now. Does that mean that the same thing applies for this chugging contest? This lemonade chugging yeah. contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like drink, drinking and eating uh, contests are like, I, I, I think they're fairly you know in the same vein. Like you don't see many drinking contests. I feel like because it's not as like interesting, like the marketing appeal as you know a food contest is. Because basically, you know, a lot of these food contests are sponsored by like companies or restaurants saying, "Hey, it's it's basically a publicity show to say, hey, come to our like our crab shack or our yeah. like burger stand and, and there's this not- massive burger and get it free or right. some shit like that, right?" Right, and I feel like a burger place. I mean, a bar, sorry, a bar in like good conscience. It's like a little bit iffy to say, "Hey, could you chug like, like potentially fatal amounts of uh, not fatal, but you know, you know what I mean, like bad for your health." I mean, yeah, actually, actually, even potentially fatal if it goes wrong. So I can see yeah. why you know they don't do it with, with drinks that often. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I, I mean, I mean, maybe 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 it's like an unexplored field. Maybe Coca Cola should get in on that. Maybe this is an opportunity that they're missing. Like why yeah. does you know Nathan like Nathan's famous like like so I just just to tell everyone like I want to say Nathan's famous like it, it used to be a more relevant brand in the nineties and but now it's just dying it's not dying but it's like declining in relevance I, mean, I feel like this hot dog eating contest is like probably one of the main reasons why anyone knows the brand name these days 
Because so, so is this a store? I, I, do they sell hot dogs? Do they uh, do they sell they do hot both. dogs? They do both. It, they do. What is it exactly? They do, they do both. So ba- basically, it's like a fast food chain that specializes in hot dogs, but they also sell their hot dogs in stores. Okay, and, yeah, and so I, like, they have their I'm, own like, chain, and then is it a chain or yeah. is it just one location? It's a chain. It's a chain. But I'm going to assume, given how few chains I've seen, and I'm not saying that it's like very, very tiny, I see them occasionally, but I'm going to assume that most of their business nowadays comes from selling the hot dogs in uh, supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, I, I, and I feel like without this contest, their public profile would, would have been a lot worse. What's the public profile of any hot dog company that sells to supermarkets, right? It's non-existent. So this is already putting them at a big advantage, I feel like, in a supermarket. Right, but... uh. I mean, there's also brands that like you know you just that are just big because they're always there, right? There's like Oscar Mayer, there's Hebrew Nationals, there's just like brands that like they don't advertise, but they're always in supermarkets. So like you know them because they're big, and that's like yeah. a self perpetuating thing. You, you know what okay. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, there's brand, their brands where the, the bigness is basically like their 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 trait, and they don't even have to do any work. It's just like a self perpetuating process. It's mm-hmm. like a circle. Yeah. Anyway, what we're we talking about? All right. Okay. So so so. Oh, so I was going to ask you. As we're moving on from the from the liquid, what do you what food do you think you could do you know, decent at a at a speed at a eating contest? I think I'm a. I think I'd be a pretty decent like eating contest contestant. I, I think Ooh, I have that okay. elastic stomach. I think I could take I could take somebody on with. Um, we used to do in high oh, school. So you, we used we used to do the you're a bit, food you're a big binge eater. Yeah, yeah, I, I can binge eat a shit ton. Okay. And I'm also capable of like eating multiple times. You know, how somebody can like binge eat and then not be hungry for like a couple of hours, a couple mm-hmm. like, even till the end of the day. And I'm like, yeah, after yeah. like two hours, I'm like, you know what? I'm not hungry, but I, I could eat. Like mm-hmm. my stomach's not holding me back to eat right now. Yeah, but by, by by the way, in these con- in these contests, I think like if you vomit, you're disqualified. I was gonna ask that if you shit yourself <laughs> after drinking no, that yeah. much lemonade, are you? Con- Shit's is it not only the problem. From your mouth? Shit is not the problem because 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 digestion doesn't work like that. Digestion takes like at least like I don't know. Well, for for liquid it's faster, but for like solids it's like way way slower than that. So yeah, yeah. it's mostly the vomit that's going to disqualify you. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Sorry, what, what, what were we talking about with your high school McDonald's challenge? Oh, uh, we used to back when McDonald's had an actual um dollar menu. We okay, like you used to like just you know what whatever your parents gave you for lunch, you'd save it for a couple of days. And then mm-hmm. we'd get, when you were in year 12, like, you had a free period and you were allowed to leave the school for your free period. Usually it was the last period of the day. So we used to walk to McDonald's and we'd get, like, a shit ton of fries, like, at least, like, four large fries. And then four, like, I think it was cheeseburger that was a dollar at the time. you get, like, four or mm-hmm. five of those. And we just have food challenges between people. And it would just be an eating contest. And surprisingly, the, the thinnest dude always won. Wait, wait, wait! How did how did you guys like um, measure the? You didn't like count all the fries, right? It's just like how how did you guys decide who won? Whoever ate the fastest. Oh, oh, it's oh, it's eating fast. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. So you it's guys are okay. Okay, so, so most of the contests like that exist. So there are speed contests too, but I think most of the contests are like it's a combination of speed and time. And the yeah, uh, it's yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's common. It's a combination. So. Uh, so, so, so how many would your contest be basically? It would be like two large fries, maybe. No, it'd be like at least three or four. Large fries. Yeah, large fries and three or four burgers. Two oh, burgers. and three or four, and three or four yeah. burgers on top of that. And, yeah. And how well, long would it? How long would it take take you guys usually? Usually, we had a time limit of thirty minutes. Okay, but and but people would beat that time regularly. Um, uh, some people would fail. And there's always the one dude who talks a big game and says, uh, you know, this time I'm going to finish it. But he never did. Uh, like he, he'd always uh, finish it. There were only a few people who were capable of finishing all that food in 30 minutes. And one of them was a pretty, he was a pretty big dude. And the other guy was a, like, not only was he short, but he was extremely skinny. I don't know where you put it, but he must have had mm-hmm. that elastic stomach you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that reminds, yeah, it reminds me of like in the eating world, like, like Joey Chestnut's like a, it's a tall dude, but he's not like a, big dude i would i would say and and kobayashi the japanese champion before him was like not a big dude at all and he was he was actually like relatively fit and there's like lots of great examples of like yeah the eating contests are like basically I mean, that's what makes me realize like this is not like a uh 
a, a, an effort thing. It's a talent thing because like the people who are competing, like they are all shapes and sizes. It's it's just a matter of what size stomach you were born with. There's also a thing that I heard about that I don't know about. I heard about this on the side, but there's an American chain called Wendy's, and there's a challenge where you order every item off the off the value menu, and their value menu is like I don't know, like twenty items long, and you try to eat all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes! From McDonald's? No. Oh, Wendy's. Not. Oh, it, Wendy's. Okay. I don't think it's valid anymore. Okay, I looked up. I looked up the record for uh, French fry eating. It's four point four six pounds, which is oh, like eight kilos, eight nine kilos, two kilograms. Oh, sorry, two kilos. Two kilo- the double. <laughs> you, you said pounds, not kilos. Sorry, yeah. it's two kilo. Yeah. So I don't know. You think you think you could. You think you could put yeah. away like uh, two two kilos of of uh, fries, maybe one? Dude, I reckon I could, man. One or two? I reckon I could. Sorry, you could do two. You could do two. Two kilos, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, how I how fast? Two kilos. How but, fast? Yeah, again, how, what's what's the time limit? What what was the time for that person? Six minutes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nah, I was thinking. Oh my god, <laughs> six minutes is oh insane. My... Oh my god, that's fucking no, no, no. crazy! I, I couldn't see. Nah, nah, look, I'm not that yeah. cocky. I'm pretty cocky, but I'm not that cocky. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. I I saw like two kilos, and I was like, you know what? That's a lot, but it doesn't sound like impossible. And then I was like, six minutes? Like what the fuck? Yeah, dude, I, must, I, I looked uh, up this Kobayashi dude, and he's fucking ripped. What the fuck? I know. I didn't realize he was there's ripped. also there's also this uh, tiny Asian woman who was who looked. Who that she reminds well she reminded me of like other tiny Japanese women who has a YouTube who eats a lot but is slow but there was like a competitive eater who was also like a tiny Asian woman and she's probably like the the most uh like yeah, yeah basically I, I think she's the one who really impressed upon me that eat, that competitive eating is is completely about what stomach you're born with and not really like <laughs> not anything else yeah dude this this dude had a arthur, has arthritis in his jaw. Uh yeah, that's that's probably not great. What the fuck? <laughs> look up, look up, uh, Sonia. Look up Sonia Thomas. Sonia Thomas, professional eater, because she used to be a uh, big professional eater back in the day, and she's she's like a she's also like a tiny Asian I woman. Like, she's like, wait, hey, okay, what, one question. Now that yeah. I, I thought of, this, I don't thought of this now. Do they put this on national television? Yes, it's on ESPN, if I recall. It's on ESPN. What the fuck? I mean, it's it's it actually makes a lot of sense because it's on during a time because Fourth of July there is no sports events. Basically, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, like basically it, it's brilliant of Nathan's, I think, because Wait, there's, there's generally no sports not many Fourth of July. Not no sports, but there's like really not much competing with it. Why is then? Is it just because of the timing of the seasons? I I feel like sports it... companies would want to like. Have a Fourth of July day for their sports because in in um in in Australia for Australia Day we have obviously the cricket running. There's a, there's a literally a cricket test called the Australia Day test, and then there's also the the tennis. Usually the tennis would be on at the same time. So, and then for Anzac Day we also have footy on. Like, so there's what is there on? There's like there's like regular season baseball basically. That the thing is like regular season baseball is like it's like whatever. It's it's there's no I should I should have said there's like no like big marquee event. It's just like game like like fifty something of the baseball season. So it's like okay. it's a regular game. It's happening in Fourth of July. It's not like a special event. Mm-hmm. So like no one's no one's made like oh we're gonna make our Fourth of July game like an important event. It's yeah that, that's what I should have said. Is there a reason for that beyond like just timing? Like because. Why isn't there any like say NFL or NBA? Is it that's just timing? Like, well, so NFL actually does. Yeah, that that's just like a function of the schedule. So like the NFL makes Thanksgiving the big day because that fits with the schedule, and the NBA they make um they make Christmas a big day because okay. that that works with their schedule. But yeah. with, ba- with baseball, they just have games on that day, and I'm sure like if you go to the individual stadium, they they would probably do a fireworks show after. They probably have like a Fourth of July like promotion yeah. for that day. But it's not like nationally like considered. Oh, you know, today's the day we, we like all watch baseball. I mean, I'm like, well, not not in my not not from my impression anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Makes sense. Like baseball's always yeah. Baseball's because baseball has like a shit ton of games like a year. Like baseball's is always on. It's it's not particularly interesting when, when baseball is on because it just is. Yeah, like, this is like a ridiculous amount of games, right? There's like eighty games per season. Yeah, no, no, hundred, a hundred sixty-two. Hundred? What the fuck? The eighty must be for NBA, right? Yeah, eighty-two. Dude, American sports play a ridiculous. Like, I feel like a hundred sixty-two games is an insane amount in one year. Like, eh. is that just? And even eighty-two for like NBA. Like, how do these guys' bodies fucking take that shit? I mean, they they don't apparently according <laughs> to this season, but uh, uh, well, yeah, I guess like, well, NFL mm-hmm. can't be the same rate, right? Like, just physically, that that'd be insane. How many? NFL yeah, yeah, games NFL? Are there in it's uh, it's a sixteen. Okay, that makes more, way more sense. All right, that that that's yeah, in line yeah, with like rugby league and shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah because like because because baseball like it's just uh, like, there's no physical. Like, there is obviously like for a pitcher and whatnot. Yeah. But much less wear it, much less wear and tear. Well, like pitchers are like pushing the extremes of what the human body can take in terms of the right. forces but, but pitcher, needed to pitch at pitch, fast pace. But pitchers only play every five days. What do you mean they only play every five days? Like they like a start a good a starting pitcher they only play every five days. So they'll skip, that ga- skip, skip games. Yeah, they skip games. Okay, all right, right, right. So you have yeah, to have a lot. Yeah. Okay, did not know that they skip those. Like uh, the star yeah. player was. Okay. Yeah, the the way exactly. the way American baseball works is that like one pitcher has like even when even though there's they're only playing one fifth of the games, they have so much impact that they're still like worth it. Like yeah. a really good pitcher, like, e- like, even though they only play one fifth of the games because they play once every five. So they days. play one fifth of the games and they play, wait, one fifth in total of the games. Okay. And yeah. they get paid ridiculous. Damn, I should have been a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, because like mathematically, their 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 individual impact on winning is still like ridiculously high. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it, it does make sense. Like just in terms of like just like you're there for every uh, you're you're on the mound for like the majority of the of the plays. It makes sense. Like the math works out. The math works out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Interesting. Any, anyway. All right. So. Uh, do you want to take a break to... Re- hey, on the topic of food, uh, let's take a break to review some chips. Yeah, alright. By the way, I'm only bringing this back because you requested it. And yeah, this I is do. basically how this po- this podcast yeah. is basically produced by... Like, basically, we receive no feedback, so anyone who, who puts in who puts in feedback at all basically dictates the course of the show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you say anything, it, it'll, it'll, it can change the direction of the like, show. Right. Literally anything. We will do anything. We have no morality. I mean, not not any, not anything. But yeah, yeah, we we, we have loose mores. So yeah, you're correct. So today's chip is Doritos spicy nacho. So I think I've had this one. Yeah. So the the default the default Doritos flavor is nacho cheese. The other popular one is a uh, cool ranch or cool American in different countries. And this is one of their slight twists on uh, nacho cheese, called spicy nacho. So, right, uh, you want me to eat it on? No, nah, I'm not gonna eat it on there. Right? It, it, we can't hear it anyways because of the no, RTX. RTX. Oh yeah. So, my review is that it's good, but not for the reasons you want it to be good. It's good because it tastes exactly like nacho cheese. It's yeah, it bad does. because it's a it, it's a spicy nacho. It's not spicy. It's like. I have no fucking idea how they sell this as spicy. So after I had like five chips, I was waiting for like a couple of, of like like thirty seconds. I'm like, this is the tiniest, tiniest bit of like heat aftertaste. Tiniest. Like, yeah. There's like no heat. There's no heat on the front end. Like literally no heat on the front. It's just a tiny bit, tiny bit of heat on afterward, which is not how you make a spicy product. Spicy products have to be like, you have to. Ha- it have to be heat forward. That's the entire yeah. point. I was gonna say. Would you rather there be a kick to the chips or have an aftertaste of chili? Oh no, I want a kick. Like that's that's the thing about spicy food. Like that's why I regret eating spicy food because I actually like the forward kick a lot, and then I hate the lingering burn. So that that's that's that, yeah. yeah. I haven't really seen any chips that give you that kick. The only ones that give the kick, uh, look again. I don't know the mechanics of like chip making. You know mm-hmm. what the actual science is, but the only ones that give a kick are usually too like they they the spice is overbearing on the rest of the chip. 
So, like, have you had that? Those uh, the trending, the Korean spicy, whatever, uh, spicy chicken noodles, the ramen. Have you, have you had that? Uh, no, I don't think I have. All right. So, but I'm talking about for chips. That, that, Was that a chip flavor? Well, it's not. It's not chef flavor, but it sort of goes into like what I'm looking for for for, for spicy foods. Like, I like the flavor of that dish because it has like a nice. It's a decent upfront spice, but it has way too much like backloaded spice, which kind of sort of ruins it for me. Like I, I, I like, I want like my spice to be like front loaded, and if it's all on the back end, it's it's just not that pleasurable for me. Yeah, that. So when I'm making food, I always try and like plan for like my spice to be front loaded, and then usually I add something like honey to the back end to mellow mm-hmm. it out so that the the aftertaste isn't too bad. But, oh yeah. Okay. Do you do you know like which chili specifically have like the more front loaded like, like spice? Because that's the thing. Like like some chilies are like. I don't know. It it just works that way. I don't I don't I don't know if this is scientific or not, but definitely it feels like certain peppers are like more upfront and certain peppers are a bit more lingering. Yeah, I know that that's the case, but I just use the peppers that I have. Like, all right, the ones I just grow in the backyard is usually the ones I use. And then when when they're like the season for those are finished, then I'll grab some for the probably the cheapest ones from the grocery store. Uh, well, anyway, that's my review. Spicy nacho Doritos. Uh, get them or don't rating. get them. It doesn't really rating, matter. Rating, rating. You gotta give a number. That's all we care about. The number rating. Oh, uh, it's a four out of five. It's 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 exactly like the regular Dorito. So like basically, the regular Dorito is fine. Like like my dis- my disappointment shouldn't uh affect my objective rating because it still tastes like a regular Dorito, which is like a pretty a, a perfectly good product. So four so out of five. nacho cheese Dorito is only a f- a four out of five or four or a five. Four out of five. Four of five. Do have we be rating on a ten point scale? What the fuck did we change? Oh, was I? Wow! Yes, Thanks for reminding were. me. Fuck! Fuck! I remember. Okay. Uh. Mm. All right. You know. You know what? In that case, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. What the fuck? You just sat on it for fucking ten minutes. How can you give it a nine no, out of ten? No, no. I I, I shot on it for for. I told you. Like my disappointment on my expectations shouldn't factor into it. If I'm thinking about it objectively, it's still the regular Dorito, which is still a good, good product. Like my so disappointment shouldn't. You don't feel, you know, betrayed by the false advertising of a spicy nacho cheese. If you serve this to me in like without the packaging, just to give me a bowl of these, and I ate them, I'd be like, "Oh, Doritos! I love Doritos!" and I'd be and I'd be perfectly happy. That that's that's how I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Okay, fine. You sound like an IGN reviewer right now, where you're just shitting on the game for two thousand words, and then you give it a nine out of ten because you're contractually yeah. ob- obligated to give it a nine out of ten. I don't want I'm it not anymore. Bought, I'm not bought by. I I haven't been like bought out by a big big chip, big big Frito Lay. Yeah, what what I'm trying to say here is Doritos sponsor us because it's clear wax is ready to go down. For you guys, mm-hmm. all right. I'm, I'm eating a chip, by the way. So I yeah, don't have right. I'll introduce the next topic. Okay. In oh, there's no way to transition this in any logical way, but <laughs> in ads, real... ads, ads. No, 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 I'll transition it. Ads. You like fighting? Yes, I of do. course you like fighting. <laughs> you talk, you talk about fighting every week. So, uh, so before before we get to the topic, ads. Who, who did you fight this week? Or could you not? Because of lockdown. Uh, I didn't fight anybody because we're in lockdown. We're in we're in actual uh, lockdown now. Before it was fake lockdown. Now it's real lockdown. Uh, so, so no, no more casual sex. Yeah, no, no, casual sex is still on. There's just still the orgies. on. The orgies have been cancelled. It's no longer ten people outdoors. You've now oh, been okay. restricted to one on one. Wait, the, gov- is this a the joke? government has had enough. <laughs> By the way, is that a joke, or did they literally have a press conference where they said no orgies, please? No, they never said no. I I kept asking, but okay, they never <laughs> answered. Um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, we're in actual lockdown now. But yeah, I do like mm-hmm. fighting, and I did like fighting as a kid as well, to be honest. Um, and via the curbed curbed, I don't know who the fuck these guys are. Real life Fight Club for kids. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a section of New York magazine. It's like a it's a magazine that reports on stuff that, that about weird stuff that happens in New York. Yeah. So this is essentially a fight club. If you don't know like the the film Fight Club, kids fighting in uh 
fighting on the rubber mats. And yeah, like. Yeah, basically, what's happened is that parents have made basically like a fight club for their children, a regular fight club for their children on a playground in Greenpoint, which is a neighborhood. And And it's incredibly hilarious because they actually called a fight club. Like, like this headline is not. Okay, I, I, let me just read you the most, like a, a paragraph. Okay, let me see if I can do this correctly. Eventually, Julie Wilson, the mother of one of the children involved, stepped in to clarify that although the parents do call the Fight Club a Fight Club, what goes on has little to do with the nihilistic Brad Pitt movie. Okay, I don't believe her, by the way, but here we go. Here's a story she explained. There's a bunch of kids who like play fighting. Some of them, including mine, take martial arts classes and use the skills they've learned. Some like to wrestle and jump on each other. Because we all have very active boys, we're in the park every day. At some point, most days, the kids end up fighting, usually on the rubber mats by the tightrope where there's the most room. As parents, we don't want anyone to get hurt, but we want our kids to play the way they like. So we set some rules, no kicks, no punching, and let them do their thing. Ads. They're calling it a fight club. The parents are literally calling it a fight club. Look, that, that sounds bad. But honestly, as a boy... We we used to wrestle all the time. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, we used to wrestle. We used to spar. I was always the one needed to take sparring too far. Like, but I don't, I, I didn't see how old these kids were. Oh, look at the article. There, the, there's pictures. There's pictures of these kids. They're like, they're like us. They're like seven to nine, I would say. Oh, I thought that was just like a, just a stock photo. No, no, these are, these are actually like photos of the kids. Yeah, cool. You... Oh no, they're they're even younger. They're okay, okay. They're they're like six to eight. Yeah, they look young. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize those are the actual kids. I thought they'd just find some photos of some kids. No, um, no, yeah. So, kids are gonna like muck around and fight each other. That's just a natural thing. The problem is, I think the parents are more at fault than the kids here for literally calling it Fight Club, regardless of whether they wanted it to be. Has anybody has any have any of these parents actually like paid attention to Fight Club, the movie? Okay, okay. So no, wait, wait. So, so are you saying that this is a problem of optics, not more than what's happening? Because like you know, like kids will like play fight during play dates all the time, right? Yeah. It's a problem more that the parents are like calling it Fight Club. If this just happened naturally, and the yeah. parents are like whatever, so basically the parents are bad for memeing. Is that, is what you're saying? Yeah. And I guess the other thing is like it, it, this is a public place versus yeah yeah a, like and like what happens if a new kid comes on to into this scene is is, yeah. is their parent now forced to go along with this like, is, is there kind of like peer pressure from the other parents like hey there's five of us here we all let our kid fucking belt the shit out of the other kid you better fucking let them do that as well. So the article does have some complaints from other parents saying that, hey, we don't like the fact that like, like, because like, obviously like some kids enjoy this kind of like this kind of play, but there, there's parents complaining from like kids who are like more like mild mannered and reserved that, hey, like you're like changing the, you know, the atmosphere, the playground. Like, some kids yeah. don't like that, which is, yeah, that makes, and like, you know, I understand that concern, but they're also, but like in um, New York, if you're raising a kid, there's not much outdoor space. Yeah. So you kind of have right. to use a public playground. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a compromise with any public space, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, everyone wants to dictate their own rules on a public space, and it's and it's a tricky issue. Yeah, but like, if you're, it's it's weird. It's a weird one. But like, I I don't know. Like, maybe people either weren't that kind of kid as a as a child. Like, so the people who have a problem with kids play fighting, like, yeah. oh, there is a risk. Obviously, of the kids taking it too seriously. But it's very hard to stop kids from play fighting. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think like the, the kids meeting up and play fighting is natural. It just happens. Kids meet up and they'll play fight. They'll they'll imitate pro wrestling moves and they'll actually hurt each other occasionally. It it, it just it's just what kids do. Kids like boys are fucking dumb, and it's just gonna yeah. happen. I, mm-hmm. I I think I think yeah. This is just it seems to be more an issue of optics, which is like terrible. Like, like, optics is such a terrible word, but. Uh, it's it's just the fact that parents are calling this Fight Club is it, it makes it unseemly. Basically, the parents by like memeing it and just calling it Fight Club because they think it's funny, 
has made this thing seem more weird and violent than it actually is. And what it actually is is just kids doing kid shit. Yeah, pretty much. Kids doing kid shit. You know what I thought when I first like saw the link to the article? I was hoping yeah. that it would be Fight Club between the parents. <laughs> like like the kids took it too far and the parents were like, I like, did you ever have like a parent come to school and try and fight a kid's bully? No. Did that happen to yeah. you? Yeah, it happened. What happened? Okay, so, so tell me a story. Off, tell me a story. When I was in primary, I think it was yeah, it was definitely in primary school. Um, which on okay, so so there's two stories actually. One was in primary, one is high school. In primary school, my cousins was getting bullied by a kid, and his mum, his dad and his mum are kind of psycho to be honest. But this was his mum. His, his dad was like at, overseas a lot, so he wasn't like really there for that kind of thing. Um, and I, he was probably overseas at the time. She went to the school, told them about the bullying, and then obviously nothing happened because you know schools and bullying is kind of yeah. hard to stop. Um, yeah. And then they, she, she like, they set up a meeting between the parents or something like that, and she tried to fight the other parent. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So, so like, again, I wasn't there for this, but I know that it happened because mm-hmm. there was a discussion of it after. But yeah, she. I I don't know how my cousin was kicked out of school after this, but yeah, apparently somehow he survived. Um, okay. But yeah, that happened. And then in my high school, one parent okay. tried to fight a kid. But that was like a kid in the like kid, year nine or year ten. The kid, the kid directly. Okay. Yeah, the kid directly. Like, I, have some morality, you know. Fight the fucking, you know, fight the other mum. Like, fight the other dad. That's respectful. Would you fight somebody over your kid? Oh uh, man, so I, I so I don't know. We we I guess maybe this leads into a talk on like our general thoughts on bullying. I I'm I'm very anti bullying. Obviously, there's degrees to bullying. Some of it's like not as like you know there's degrees, but like yeah. in general, I'm very anti bullying. So I tend to think that the bully gets what they deserve. Like I, I, there can be two wrongs. So if that bully gets <laughs> fucking socked by some dad. You're cool with that, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying too wrong. Like, it, 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 it could be. It could be a case where like the the dad did some, someone something bad too. But on balance, on balance, I'm like, ah, it's it's like the net balance is toward more good was achieved than than bad was done. Yeah, I have a question, right? Um, yeah. let's say, yeah, you, um, let's let's say. You know what's funnier, actually? The funnier part yeah. is if your dad gets fucking dropped by this bully as well. That would yes, be, hilarious. be hilarious. Yes. And uh, okay. The other question, is it fair on the parent if you bash the parent over their kid? If you bash the parent? Oh, if you if parents fight? Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, fair. that's fair game. Fair game as well? It's tacky, but it's fair game. Like I'm not saying that like it's like it's it's not like kind of yeah, it's like kind of tacky, but fair game. Again, as I like, I think like I'm very anti-bullying. So ultimately, if it ends with like the the bullying side, like losing somehow, I'm kind of okay with the net net up the net outcome. Yeah, right. Cool. Unless you're like actually, unless it's like very serious bodily injury, then like I'm okay with it. So you're okay with putting him in the hospital for a week? But any anything further than that, you probably took it too far. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How, how does it work in Australia? Like, what <laughs> will they put you in hospital for, in a week for? Like, let's say like you broke your nose. That's not you don't even go to the hospital for that, right? Yeah, you don't know. No, you don't need to go to the hospital for that. Like, like, what would you go to the hospital for a week for? Like, what, what kind of injury would that be? Would that be like like you have to break a bone at least? Not couple, even that. Couple right? of couple of breaking bones. I feel like maybe some broken ribs. As a kid, I feel like they put you in hospital for less. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'd say a week hospitalization is, is too severe. I don't want people to get that hurt. But like, you know, like, eh. if, if, if you if a bully gets roughed up by someone because of like, see, that's the thing. That's like, we draw the, obviously, you know, we draw a line between like, you know, violence from adults on children for a reason. But uh, like, let's <laughs> yeah. say like, but, but, well, let's, let's say it's like the, the bully gets older brother beating up the kid and putting it in the hospital. I feel like everyone, like, everyone would be okay with that, right? I don't think anyone, not everyone, but like, way more people would be okay with that. But how old is the older brother? Is he still in school? 
I don't know. Like, like, yeah, I, I guess, like, I guess the age gap depends. But I, the thing is, like, the thing is, people seem to, like, there is, like, an age where people will control the violence. Like, let's say, you know, like, like your, your eight-year-old brother is getting bullied. And like your ten-year-old older brother comes in and helps you out against this, you know, eight-year-old bully. People would be like, "That's fine, right?" Like, no one would be yeah. against that, even even if it meant like, yeah. you know, yeah, even if it meant, well, yeah, I guess so. But most people would be fine, even if it involved like violence, like like he he like he brought him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like, so ultimately, I feel like there, there there's like a hypocrisy here. Like, you either have to be against like violence completely, <laughs> or you have to be able to say. To some extent, that yeah, you know, if, if if dad comes to school and beats up my, my kid's bully, there is like some degree of okayness to it. Yeah, I, I got beat the fuck up in high school over that. For, I, for, being, a, for this... being a bully? No, no, <laughs> for being... no, I was never a bully. I fought this okay. guy who was right. this kid who was bullying my brother. Yeah. And then I just I just pushed him around. I didn't like punch him or anything. I just pushed him around, you know, made him know mm-hmm. that I was... Ready to fucking get. I didn't realize this guy, this kid's cousin was at my school, and this kid's cousin was six foot six, at least 280 pounds. And yeah, mm-hmm. he beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> so, did, you, did your brother stop getting bullied after that? I don't know. I think my brother <laughs> knew not to bring it up again. Because I came back home with a fucking f- fucked up face. <laughs> uh, did, it, did it improve your relationship with your brother? Nope. We still don't know. No. Oh, anything, like... it made it worse. Imagine calling your brother to fix a problem and he just makes it worse. He gets beat up. Bro, I'll, I'll be fucking embarrassed. Wait, wait, wait. But, but, you, be, but you, you beat up the bully. You beat up the bully before he called his cousin, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so, so, you, so you did you achieve something. Yeah, very little. Alright. So, so, so as you're saying... So you're you're saying that despite knowing that violence only begets more violence, you continue to engage in violent activity. Yes. All right. Just, so, I agree with you. Sometimes somebody needs to get punched yeah. the fuck out. Like that's 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 as how it is. As as is the human parable. He knows that violence only leads to more violence. He he knows about this vicious cycle, but he can, he can't he can't help but continue to per- perpetuate it. Yeah, pretty much. That's just me. <laughs> all right i feel like i feel like this is a, a good place to wrap up the episode let's, let's do yeah. our song recommendations all right so my song recommendation it's a bit of an oldie it's a bit of a weird one i, I don't know why i was listening to it in, in in retrospect but and it might even be a little bit controversial now, i do love mm. a little bit of controversy it's the luck of the irish by yoko ono and john lennon I think it was like their band. I don't know what their band was called. I forgot what it's called. But yeah, it's called The Luck of the Irish by Yoko Ono and John Lennon. And it's obviously like like highly satirical. And it just goes through. I don't I don't know if John Lennon had he John Lennon had some sort of Irish background, but it wasn't like primarily him. Um yeah. but there were it was very popular at that time to have like some sort of support for the Irish like the beginning of the Irish Revolution at the very least. And he he got some hate for that song, but I guess any hate for any Beatle is just overcome by the fact that they're, the, they're a Beatle. So <laughs> you're kind of like Wait, immune to. Is this song like relatively normal? Because I I've seen like Yoko Ono's like other art, music music or otherwise, and it's just like it's really out there. So does this sound like a normal song, like a normal pop song, or is this like a little bit avant garde? It's yeah, it's pretty standard. Like it's pretty stock standard ballad, like guitar okay, okay. ballad. Yeah, okay. it's, it's so not it, out there compared to her other stuff. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, it's not her making weird sounds into a mic for like three minutes. Yeah, so but like obviously he has like very controversial lyrics, like as mm-hmm. like saying they commit genocide. Yeah, you should wish the luck of the Irish. You'd be sorry and you wish you were dead. Like so, obviously mm-hmm. the, the lyrics that, despite like how happy go lucky the song sounds, it obviously has a more mm-hmm. controversial so, connotation. Wait, so, so why why are you recommending this song? Do you think it's just like an interesting point in time? Like it's, it's like I've, I've just been reflection. like reading a lot of stuff around that time, and oh, okay. it's also you know England versus Italy later. So yeah, so later on okay. this week. So okay, uh, you so you just think it's a you just think it's an interesting song, regardless of yeah. and and it, and it sounds okay, and and it yeah. also it's like catchy and things. yeah, it's kind of like it's a nice song. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so it does, so it, I just want to ask you: it holds up as like a song, like independent of its context. It holds up as just like a song too. Yeah, 
All right. Sense. All right, that makes sense. All right. But my recommended song is so ads as ads you've recommended albums before. I'm going to recommend an album as well. I will recommend the entire soundtrack for Mad Max Fury Road, which is a. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't get like brought up as like an you know because like everyone memes Hans Zimmer and and all these other composers for having like epic soundtrack music. I feel like the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack is like it's it's insane. Like it, it and like everyone compliments the movie so much and the visual effects, but I, I feel like people forget that the soundtrack really drove the visual. It worked well with the visuals really really well. So like I find myself just putting the soundtrack on to like random activities sometimes, whether it's like. Uh, you know, whether it's gaming or whether it's like a road trip, and it's just like it's 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 a little bit funny because it's like way too intense and way too vi- like energetic for whatever whatever I'm doing at the time. But I I think it's just a funny thing to put on in your in your regular life and make you feel like you're living through a, a post apocalyptic wasteland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good. I haven't listened to a soundtrack in quite a while time, but I remember like when I was going through my soundtrack phase, I did listen to that quite a bit. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. All right. Sounds good. Ads, what are you going to do for the rest of... Ads, you're coming out. You're going to escape the closet. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm coming out of the closet, literally. Um, I, 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 was, I, was trying not to, I was trying not to make a terrible joke out of that, but never mind. You, whatever. You, you, you did, wait, hang on, hang on. You cannot put I that try- on me after you literally set it up. Yeah. Did I set it you, up? You, be, you said, other yeah. than the closet, yeah, no, okay. no, I, 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 I said, I said you're gonna escape the closets. Yeah, okay. What the fuck is the difference? I mean, it's it's not literally like the the colloquial term like coming out of the closets. Yes, but you basically mean it, no, right? No, I didn't. Why, why are you putting this on me? What the fuck? Okay, all right. Look, you know what? Right. I'm I'm gonna ignore that. What I'm gonna instead yeah. say is I'm gonna say, um. You can donate to us at www.thejujus. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh my God. What, what, <laughs> what are you doing? www.coffee, that's K-O-F-I, or coffee, ko-fi.com slash thejujus. That's it. That's all I got to say. Yes. Goodbye. Yes. If, if you think this content was good, as, yeah. was the content good today? And, and even if you thought it was bad, especially if you thought it was bad, Give us money. Bye bye. That's good.